Welcome to Crossing the Bridge. It's right here that we have intimate conversations at the intersection of music and technology. We explore how artists and builders leverage tech to fund projects, forge their creative identities, and build community amongst their audiences. What is Tribly? Tribly is a rewards-based crowdfunding and e-commerce platform built for musicians and their fans. Our mission is to help artists earn more money and form stronger communities using emergent technology. You can learn more about Tribly at triblymusic.com. I'm your host, Jack in the Way, but you can call me Jack. And today, I'm so excited to share our conversation with Kathleen Regan, a brilliant singer-songwriter who is very active in both the Web 2 spaces, as we call it, and the Web 3, and offers so much wisdom and advice for us. And, And I know it was an inspiration for me to be able to talk with her. So without further ado, here's Kathleen Regan. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad to be able to have this conversation with you. I know there are going to be so many different things we're going to get into, especially as far as accessibility is concerned. And and I know you brought up some things when we were talking before uh, recording uh, related to sort of questions that you've come across from friends and, and uh, collaborators and different people like that. But before we get into all of that, I would love to just hear from you maybe from a, a creative standpoint, but also just from a day-to-day standpoint, what it is you're doing right now. doesn't have to be the whole story, but just what you're doing right now and what's inspiring you. Oh, what a good first question. Um, first of all, I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, I My name is Kathleen Regan. I'll start there. I am an independent singer-songwriter, originally from Boston, Massachusetts, but I've lived in Nashville for about gosh, I think almost eight years now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. I, I speak a lot about mental health and a lot of emotions. I try to pair palatable emotions with mature songwriting. And, um, I very much enjoy being a creative. Um, that's, that's the quick version of me and what I'm up to. Um, what inspires me? Wow. I am inspired by authenticity I think would probably be my my main word I think for a long time anytime I kind of received like a question along the lines of like favorite artists and who are you listening to and those kinds of things it's like I'm just inspired like first of all musically by so many different things but I do think the root of it is like anybody being the authentic truest form of themselves I think it's very obvious to see that in art and um 
I just love that. I love it no matter what it is. I don't care what song or genre or person. Like it just, yeah, if you're being real, I think that's, um, that's mm. dope. That's what mm. I love. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, well, that, that inspires me to ask a, a follow-up question to that. And then maybe we can go to the, the Web3 stuff. But um, where do you think that comes from? The, that appreciation for authenticity and that it seems like almost seeking out for authenticity in art and in people and, and things like that. I think it comes from my childhood for two reasons. Mm. One, I grew up in a very safe household as far as like emotions and talking about feelings. I mean, my, my mom, my grandmother struggled with anxiety and mental health, um, disorders. And so I think it was quite normalized in my life to talk about how you feel. And so even just that mm. alone mm. gets to the root of like who you are. And so I'm, I'm mm. really fortunate. I know, you know, not everybody grows up with that scenario. And so, and also just my family, I mean, I mentioned being from Boston, like we really tell it like it is like me and my siblings and my dad, like, you know, you're not funny. If a joke doesn't land, you know, it doesn't <laughs> land like that kind of, we you know we're just, we're just very used to poking fun at each other. And so I think things like that really bring out like just true for like honest, it just brings out honesty. And so mm. I think my family life growing up mixed with the music that I grew up listening to. I mean, my dad was a major piece of me loving storytelling and Irish and folk music. I come from a, mm. a Irish background and um, yeah, those stories are just, they're pulled from real people and real scenarios and so I think as soon as I started writing there was really no other way mm. that I knew other than this is exactly what happened to me and I'm going to try to make it sound good <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's, that's it that's the base and so um yeah I'm really fortunate for that because I think that's what made me fall in love with songwriting and it's what, it's what made me move to Nashville I just knew I wanted to be a better songwriter that was what I grew up loving because I kept thinking like, okay, I love people who can sing, but I'm like, but I want, you know, I want to say something with that. I don't want to mm. just sing. and I don't want to just be on stage. You know, I grew up doing a lot of musical theater and there's something really fun about kind of jumping into another person's story and then like, yeah. leaving it there. Yeah. But then as I got older, I was like, well, no, now I want to talk about how I feel. And, and it just really, I mean, not only was it like medicine for me, but um, helped me to figure out who I was too mm. um mm -hmm. by writing so yeah i think it's from my family and from what i grew up listening to it's like the only mm. music i ever really loved was mm. people telling the truth yeah uh, it, it seems almost like that's what music is for you like it's it not maybe not yeah. complete music like the full experience of music if it's not truth telling as well it's it kind of is that um yeah, i get that yeah, no, it really is. And sometimes like I find myself, um, yeah, without like naming names, because I don't want to be like thrown under a bus or something. But like, I remember <laughs> my friends, when people would be really excited about certain artists, and I just I didn't, I never took to it or like understood it, mm. or I'd go see it in concert, and it wasn't clicking. Mm. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know, this feels a little gimmicky, or like, do I like this person? Or, like, I think a lack of, like, humbleness, like, certain things like that really turn me away from somebody mm -hmm. really quickly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't need to be like that. Sometimes it's even people that I love. Like, sometimes it's oh. the opposite experience. I listen to it, and I think it's real, and then I see them, yeah. and I'm like, man, I didn't love, I didn't, 
I didn't believe it as much as I thought I believe it, you know? And so I think, but yeah, I have realized I can be quite like quite a stickler for that. But I think, um, I think what's wonderful is especially in this day and age, I do think people are really craving real authentic people. And so I think a lot of like the artists that, um, are having moments or like getting hurt. I don't know. The kids know, you know what I mean? They know what's real. They really do. They really do. Like I think for all the the pieces of like web two per se that are hard about social media and all this stuff, I really have a feeling that we're coming to the end of like this false narrative of like social media and like being fake or pretending to be someone you're not. I actually think people really, really crave authentic, real people. And in turn, authentic, real artists. I think it's like, Mm. This is like mm-hmm. the best time to be a singer songwriter, in my opinion, because people mm. need the truth out of artists. I think. Mm. Mm. I hope, because I don't plan on lying, so I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow, that's Hopefully. beautiful. That's that's beautiful. That's so wonderful to hear from you. I, I mean, to I feel like I maybe could could gather that you know from knowing you and and working together of course which i know we'll talk about and and sort of your background in web3 and stuff but it's so wonderful to hear that from you and to hear that um optimism and and in some ways uh realism that you have about it that that it may be the the stage so to speak of, of social media that has been uh an unfortunate experience for a lot of people and i mean probably both of us included um, but it doesn't have to oh, be, yeah. and that it's changing, and that it really can change. I, yeah, I think so. And look, like you know, some days are better than others with that. I mean, I'm coming off of like quite a weird week of just getting in, getting in my own head, probably getting in my own way. Like I haven't posted in a long time. Like whatever, all those things catch up with me. But all that I have to do is be like, dude, like come on, we're, we're not following the things. We knew that from the beginning. Like I didn't sign up for this to like be the version of the art. Like, I don't know. I would have quit a long time ago if I stopped at like what I thought my life was going to look like, you know, it's like, there were so many things I thought were going to fall into play. Like I was 18 auditioning for the voice and I was like, this is it. I'm going to get the four chair turn and my life will be different. You know, and it's like, no, I didn't even get the chance. The team's filled before I got on state. Like, ne- life never, ever ends up how you think it's going to. And so I, I try to, like, just push through those feelings when they come because they come. It, it ebbs and flows. Sometimes I love social media because I can be that authentic version of myself and connect with someone right away. And sometimes I'm like, why does it feel like if I was, like, lip singing in my car and, like, hyping myself up that my song would go better? Like, that's not – that doesn't feel authentic. That's just what everybody else right. is doing. Right. But then, that goes down a whole other rabbit hole. So yeah, there are good days and bad days, but yeah. like, I, you know, like any other job, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I try to tell myself. Yeah. 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 Well, as far as, uh, this idea of things not going as one would think they would, as well as this is this is going back to an earlier point you made about your experiences with musical theater and this idea of picking up a project in a sense and then being able to put it down. And I imagine in musical theater, you'd also be collaborating with people and part of something, um, so to speak, bigger than yourself. I mean, even when we make music, it's bigger than our, ourselves. But still, that being said, going from that to sort of more, a more solitary uh, experience of music, but then to, and I'd love to hear you talk about our common context with Song Camp and sort of maybe 
what would be our first experiences with Web3, which, if I'm not mistaken, for both of us, were collaborative in their nature. And I'd love to hear you talk about what that was like to actually um, sort of cross the bridge, so to speak, to, to, to come in and like what it was like to have a creative experience. Both it was new because of being in Web3, but also as the artist that you are back in that like collaborative communal uh, experience environment. Yeah, I mean, I think collaborating for me is has been one of the most necessary steps for me as a songwriter and as an artist. Like that is why I moved to a city full of talented people because mm. I I think collaboration I mean, it does a lot of things, but for me it forced me to be better. I wanted mm. to be the person in the room that was holding their own and knowing what they were talking about. It forced me to be authentic and hone into what was different about me because mm. a lot of people here can sing. I'm in Nashville. Not many times you walk into a venue or a bar and be like, that person's terrible. I can't remember the last time that happened. Everybody can sing. And so to be collaborative, it teaches you like what you care about and who you can like open up yourself to, which is, I mean, unbelievable. I, from the time I started co-writing, it like became quickly one of my favorite things about music um because there's like there's a lot that I can do on my own but I think there's more that I can do with other people and other mm -hmm. other people with expertise that I don't have mm -hmm. and I think that's like that's the thing it's like it 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 made me confident what I what I could do what I could bring to the table and then you can help mm -hmm. other people with their part and you take um but yeah I actually it's funny song camp came at a time where I had been really focused on my own artistry. Like I moved mm -hmm. here about eight years ago and I was, oh my gosh, when I first got here, I would get into a writing room with anybody who would sit down with me. I played at a bar like every Tuesday night and I wasn't 21 yet. And so it was like really quite mm -hmm. hard outside of that to meet people in Nashville. Mm -hmm. And it's like a drinking town. Everybody goes out all the time. It's just kind of a thing. And so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to play at this bar and collaborate and co-write with anybody who would get in a room. And then that... As, as wonderful and as for as much as that taught me, I also found myself kind of leaning into like what other people were doing. Like, oh, well, that girl sounds like that and that's cool. So I should do that. Like I was really doing that. And like my um, like 20 to 23 year old me was like, mm -hmm. which I'm 28 now. But yeah, um, it was hard to like separate myself. And so I had to learn how to do that. In the past like few years, right before the pandemic, I was really like honing in on like, who is Kathleen Regan as an artist? What do I want to talk about? So when song camp came, it was like such a breath of fresh air because I was really just at that point honing into who I was. And so to go into a collaborative situation, it was like perfect timing. I felt really confident doing that again, mm -hmm. which is great. Wow. You had done, you had done the, the work of, of figuring out what it is you want to be within the ecosystem of the industry as a whole, it sounds like by that time. Yes. Yeah. Via like fucking it up a ton of times <laughs> like, <laughs> of course of course like, yeah via like yeah. totally not being myself for like a few years and like thinking like should I do country music I mean I grew up with like John Denver and Joni Mitt that's kind of close like I'm here I should try to do it like you know yeah. yeah a lot of circles but yeah I do feel like I I have landed now at um at a place where I'm very confident as an artist which I haven't mm. really ever said so it's nice mm. to, oh. to put in the work and start to Smells see results that. yeah yeah <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. 
Okay, so that kind of brings us to when when you first had exposure to Web3, which if the listener isn't aware, that was during uh, Song Camp's second camp, Camp Electro, which was an experimental music NFT Web3 camp experience that was collaborative in nature. That was the first one for both of us. So that was both of our, if I'm not mistaken, our introductions to Web3. And then of course came the next camp, Chaos. Um, But during that time, I guess what I'm wondering is, in if you want to talk about in between the camps, did you do anything as far as like your own your own artistic and sort of music endeavors within Web three, or did you kind of hang not go in that in depth and kind of stayed in Web two? What was that yeah. like that in between? I was like hovering. <laughs> I okay, think yeah. I did Electra, and then I thought holy crap, this is so cool. I don't want to be a fraud in Web3. I want to learn instead of just like <laughs> following. Because I was straight up, Electra, I was following. I, there was a lot of stuff people were talking yeah. about. I had no clue what was happening. Like there were calls on Song Camp. I'd be like writing down words that Matthew was saying and being like, I'm going to look that up later. Like I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Like so many just like, just do it because the opportunities here and I felt so passionate after that camp about web three, but I wanted to make sure that I was educated. And so I mm-hmm. kind of took a step back and was like, okay, lecture went well. What does that mean? Why are people collecting music NFTs? Who are these collectors? How often should I be releasing music? How is this different from web two? Like I really wanted to like, to know that I could explain it to somebody who was asking mm-hmm. me like why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, good question i need to go figure that out and so i had to like take a step back and like lean into like what was going on in the space and really just be educated which is the one thing that i tell any person asking about web3 and music nfts now it's like you just have to be like listening be aware of the people who are talking about it and what they're saying and why it's important you know and then with that then Mm -hmm. try a few things you know like Mm -hmm. These camps were so experimental and educational for me, somebody who had zero experience in Web3 prior. And um, I couldn't, like, I can't even, like, fathom coming into the space otherwise. Like, I think there's so much to learn that I feel so Mm -hmm. fortunate to have found, like, a group of people to help me through that, help us through that. Like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think by the time chaos came around, I felt pretty confident. And then I was like, okay, I I have an understanding of this now. And I really want to do my own, do my own thing in this too. And that's when I, you know, I dropped something on catalog and I've done a few on sound X, Y, Z now. And, um, it's just unbelievable. It's like the coolest feeling now to feel like you're, you're in a new space that you can understand. And it had on top of that, it had been a really long time since I'd been like a student of something until Mm. web three came along, which I really missed. You know, I, I didn't, um, I didn't go to college. I, was done with high school and was really sure that I wanted to do music and follow the artist thing. And so, you know, all my friends are going to these schools and like knowing what they wanted to do. And I was like, I think I know, I just don't know if it's going to work, but I knew I wanted to move to a city where there were creatives. And so to find web three and kind of be like educated and be a student of something again was um, Mm. something I didn't know I was missing (laughs) until Mm. I started, but Mm -hmm. it's been exciting. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, that's wonderful to hear. I I definitely relate to that as as far as I I did go to college, but like I there wasn't after that time, 
you know, after, and I guess you did have your own like learning time during those years when you went to LA, as you said, and then going to Nashville after that. Um, but it, it is, it felt like a whole new paradigm for me. I I know. Um, so it's very interesting to be in that learning seat again. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's really necessary. I think it made me be like, I should always be learning. And I was like what Mm -hmm. you're saying, I guess. Yeah. There's a different form of it. There's like life experience. (laughs) And then like, I think, yeah, I mean, gosh, I've learned so much along the way, like, um, as an artist, but yeah, web three is a, is a deep, a deep, deep dive. (laughs) Yeah. It really can be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to ask about your experiences. This might be a little bit of a, a getting into specificities, but I am curious about your experiences because I remember you released on catalog like a while before your releases with sound, which mm-hmm. are for people that aren't aren't aware or maybe a little bit aware. They're different sort of. Um, mechanistic makeups of the way that the nfts like work so on catalog it's a one of one so there's just one it's like one of one vinyl pressing type of vibe and then sound it's almost like the opposite type of experience where it's really more about like creating a little audience for the song and people kind of buy the nft almost like they get a ticket to the song and then they show up on a little sort of like audience it almost looks like seats it looks like um Totally. One of those, one of those, uh, when you're choosing your tickets at a concert, it looks like one yes. of those things. It does um, look like that, like yeah. Ticketmaster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm wondering if you have any, um, maybe, maybe not necessarily opinions, but like reflections about your experience of both models, not necessarily what's better or worse, but what is, uh, just what your feelings are about it after having experienced both. My start on Catalog came from um, just being able to meet some of the um, founders of Catalog at NFT NYC that I went to. Um, so that was kind of like, first off, the door was just kind of open there for me. And so I was like, oh, a one of one. That's a great way to start. Because honestly, I was just like, let me just see if even one one person will care. <laughs> that's, yeah. like kinda, that's honestly kind of it. Like, yeah. I was like, maybe one person. Um but the one of ones have like a, yeah, there's quite, I mean, there's just such a uniqueness to it. Just thinking that one person has this one moment in time is mm-hmm. like really, really special. And so I think starting, starting there. And I, the first one I ever did was my song coast of Maine that is released yeah. in web two and has since given me like such a, um, that song is such a gift and it's kind of the gift that keeps on giving too. like, it was, mm. it was placed in a, in a kid's book about this girl who moves to Maine. Mm-hmm. And like, I grew up for, um, I guess I haven't said this yet, but um, a lot of my summers growing up was in York, Maine. And so it's always been a very, very special, special place to me and a space that I go in my mind when I like need a reset. And so mm-hmm. I wrote that song for that exact reason. And it just felt like the right place to start. You know, I remember like writing that song in 2018 and feeling like that was the first time that I felt like an artist. Like that song was like a pillar for me of like, I'm going to go up, from here because I know what I want to say. This is my style. This is a collection of everything that I love and I'm going to go from here. So that being the one of one just felt really special. Like it felt like Mm -hmm. the right thing to do on catalog. Um, Mm -hmm. And Jonathan Mann, Song of Day Man was the one who um, grabbed it. Shout out Jonathan. He's, I mean, yeah, incredible. Um, But yeah, that was really special. And, And then from there, 
I mean, yeah, sound is a whole other ball game for me of just like being aware of the collectors and the opportunity in that space too, to like to grow and meet people and connect. It's like a little more wide, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's really exciting to me too, just to like, I'm so grateful to have been able to release on that platform already. I mean, we're in such early stages of all of these marketplaces. Um, But I'm, I really enjoy David, who's the co-founder of sound and what they're doing over there. There's so much, um, so much breakthrough happening for web three artists on that platform. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's really special. I think it's going to be a really awesome place. It already is, but I, I can't wait to see like what all these, what all of these turn into in the future. Like, I think that's the craziest mm-hmm. part to me is how early we all are at all of this and how exciting it already is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, we have like a front row seat to like a lot of music history, I think, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As far as um, the experience, maybe more in theoretical terms of like you working partnering with platforms or working with platforms like catalog like sound especially because of the way sound does it it's kind of a drop and then they interview you and and it's sort of they make an event out of it um do you do you see yourself experimenting with other platforms as well in the future similar to how you've done with them do you see yourself experimenting where you create you know nft contracts that are sort of independent to you and you're not relying on a platform and maybe trying different ways. How, how open are you to that? Where, where do you see yourself going in that respect? Yeah. So open. I think, yeah, so open. I'm very like, I'm really watching what everybody is, Mm. is doing. I'm so inspired by the creativity of like artists putting out things in different ways. I mean, you included, like, I just think I love watching people put together this, like this idea this artistic world idea and seeing people actually do it and have the tools to do it in the space. Like I, Mm -hmm. I'm so I'm like ears open, eyes open. I'm just trying to be aware and like, um, inspired by everybody. I certainly don't. Um, I don't completely know like where, where it will all go or like even what my next like (laughs) drop is right now. Like I sit here and I have, I have some rollout thoughts, but, um, but no, I'm actually at this moment, like talking to so many different, just like marketplace creators. And like, anytime someone DMs me, like, Hey, can I talk to you about this like new thing I'm doing? I'm like, yeah, like I, why, why not? I'm just trying to mm-hmm. talk to anybody I can. And, um, again, like I think anybody in the space right now has like a very, very unique opportunity to be truly connecting and making new relationships with the people who are in the space. And like, they're so, I have found the people in the space are so similar to me. I think everybody who's here right mm. now is they really rely on like work ethic and connection mm. and all the things that are the same reasons why I have run to the space and found it so mm. helpful. And so it's like, I feel really connected to those people. Like even this morning in Nashville, I had coffee with Taro and she's doing incredible things in the music NFT space and like hosting events in LA. And I'm just like, you are such a badass person. And I find every time I'm talking to someone in the space, that's honestly how I feel because it's like, there's just a certain type of creator in the space right now. And so I'm, I'm open mm. to listening to everybody really. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That type of creator. Um, I, I'd love to hear you talk maybe more. I mean, you've described sort of tarot as an, as a wonderful example of this, but what kind of creator that is like, 
do you do any other words yeah. come to mind as far as the 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 way to describe that type of creator? Ooh, um, fearless or mm. maybe not fearless. Maybe like un uh, like unafraid of failing. I think. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And people who are always maybe like a little outside of of the box mm. because. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I can highlight, like, Matthew Chames, a great example of this. Like, he's somebody in Web 2 who I have always been like, how do more people, like, not know who he is? Like, he's so talented. I remember hearing his music years and years ago and just, like, mm. loving it. It's how we originally connected was he was on a writing trip in Nashville and then watching him do a Genesis uh, song camp. And then, obviously, that's when, like, we hopped on board and stuff. But, yeah, it is a certain type of creative I would definitely say just like be out of the box like willing to make their own path and willing to like not be afraid of it like not working Hmm. like I think Hmm. yeah that's what I would say Hmm. (laughs) I was gonna add more but then I was I I would have gone off on a tangent or something but I, I just think um it's a work ethic it really is I don't think I realized I think the more and more that I'm like in the music business, it's like, it's really not even about like how well you write a song or how well you sing or your stage presence. It's like accumulation of so many different Mm. personality traits that help you get to where you want to go. And so much of it is just like not stopping. And so I think Uh web three is like, it's like for the curious mind or the people who are like able to like see out of the way or see outside of what's happening right now because there's a lot happening right now that looks like the way to get to where you want to go and the thing that a lot of other people are doing maybe but there's like an individuality to people in web3 right now and i think it's going to be very rewarding for people mm. with that mindset mm-hmm. i hope it is mm-hmm. or we mm-hmm. all just meet a bunch of cool people and whatever and that's cool too yeah <laughs> Awesome too. Get some ETH on the way and call it a day. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Cool. Well, I I guess maybe what I want to do now is is turn a little bit to the to someone to the sort of the perspective of a person that has basically no experience of Web three. when I say basically no experience, like someone who might know you or know me, like a friend or or someone who was following us before and was like, but I don't feel like learning about all this stuff. When it comes to that type of um, place of sort of like less knowledge about things and maybe less experience, I'm curious of your thoughts of how you would talk about Web3 and the, really the tooling of Web3, the, like the tooling that Web3 has to offer, maybe not necessarily the ecosystem at this point, but at least at the, the tooling at least, um, as a viable path for artists to make a living, for cr- maybe even creative fulfillment. Um, when it comes to that, you know, I could, I could ask you, do you see it as a viable path? But I think from both of us, like our experiences, it's definitely a viable path. But yeah. maybe how is it a viable path and how would you explain it to someone that doesn't have the experience that you have? Yeah, this, um, this is a, I have so much to say about this, like one question. Um, I, I explain it often to artists, like a very, um, 
and this is even cutting it short, but like a glamorized fan club slash Patreon. I have a lot of artist friends who survive off of Patreon, people who pay them monthly that help them tour, record records, make merch. Um, So even just, we'll talk about the financial part first, which by the way is like, to me, like the least exciting part of it, which is cool Mm -hmm. because it's very exciting. But like, even just the fact that you can like, drop a song at a price that you decide the amount that you decide deciding your own value is like mind-blowing to artists Mm -hmm. that's like that alone gets Mm -hmm. people to be like you can do what because right now it's like it's like it should it should blow our minds more that like you can pay the same amount of money to listen to me or beyonce like Mm -hmm. that's crazy That's like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy that we all pay that amount, no matter who we're listening to. And so just the idea that you can like stamp your own value on what you're doing and people come or they don't, okay, lower your price, lower this, like you can, um, it's like a DIY career. And it's like Mm -hmm. for artists who are willing to put in that time and work, i.e. a lot of the fans or uh, artists rather who have those fan clubs, communities, Patreons, like that's a similar that's like the easiest similarity that I think I could make for friends of mine in the web two space. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other part of your question? I forgot. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, maybe speaking to the, the viability of this path as far as creative fulfillment as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I personally was like very unaware of how great the feeling would be to collaborate with like-minded artists in this space to mint a song and have people show up and care and collect in the way that they have for me already as somebody pretty new to the space still. Um, The creative fulfillment is like the most exciting part because I, I feel like often in this, this other space that I probably have, more experience in which is like the web two like social media thing for somebody who struggles um a lot with mental health and like just the comparison game that we all do it's like so unhealthy to to expect that that's longevity like what's going on right now with like mm-hmm. social media and like it's just all so like in, intense and so to be able to have a space where you're valued for the time that you put into the art that you want to be making. It's like, I don't know what else we could ask for (laughs) as creatives. Um, I have like really, really high hopes for web three because I think what's happening in web two right now just isn't um, for me the longevity part of that like terrifies me because even just doing it for like a few years, like, and I don't want to like say this in a way because there's, I know that it works really well for other artists, but like just to touch on like TikTok as a platform for like a minute, like right now the industry is very like one size fits all. And if you don't fit it, it's like, we think that we're like less than like if a video of mine doesn't go well and like it must be my song instead of just mm. like, Maybe I'm just not a content creator. Maybe I don't, maybe mm-hmm. my content isn't meeting my audience, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I for, for like 
honestly, the past few years, it's been hard to not take any of that personally when it doesn't go well. And I think in Web3, the collectors, at least I can speak on um, the experience that I've had, they want to support your realness and your story and your songs and Mm. who you are, period. There's like not like a condition to it. Mm. And I think in Web2, there's like a lot of conditions to even really just to even get to those people are is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of feel like you have this like megaphone and web two, and you're like, please anybody mm-hmm. like the masses, the masses. And I completely understand that. Um, but I think web three is about enough and knowing that you can have enough and be a creative and you can have enough time in a day to make a song and you're not like chasing after all these things that are always changing by the way (laughs) like Mm -hmm. a forever changing industry is like what we all are shaping to all the time and then we wonder why Mm -hmm. we're like lonely and like Mm -hmm. unfulfilled and I think for me that was really starting to look like this cannot be all there is for what I'm doing Mm -hmm. like I I was like there has to be something else and it's happening to so many people that I like know and love around me I'm having these conversations so often and I don't think that it's ironic that web 3 is coming to a front right now I think it's meeting us exactly where we have to be as far as where the industry is it's like Mm -hmm. where else were all of these creative people going to go (laughs) like Mm -hmm. if we weren't just going to give up like I think web three is the solution to the people who are creatively unfulfilled right now Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with love. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That, that brings up um, maybe a a type of follow-up question I have that, that I'm curious about um, hearing your thoughts on is sort of the, the, this idea of like audience and the fact that like social media we can appreciate has tons of people like it's 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 like astronomical levels of humans that have their eyeballs on phone screens scrolling through instagram etc um and that web3's audience is we might say like particularly resonant right now i mean it's it's definitely big like it's not small by any means but it does pale in comparison to the audience that an artist thinks they're trying to access or thinks they're accessing by posting on social media, whether they're successful at that and whether the algorithm actually supports them to do that is another story. But the question of the size of audience, um, definitely comes up on my mind a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what you might, um, say to, to sort of that idea of audience size and maybe what you're, what you envision for, what what would allow more audiences to kind of maybe not the audiences cross the bridge, but more like it just it kind of all blends together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it very much it is. It already is blending together. I mean, I can speak on even just like my own personal career. Like, please, yeah, it totally blends. You know, and I think when I first came into this space, I was almost like separating my like mm-hmm. Web two and like Web three brain. I was like, well, this is what I can do here, and this is what, and it's like they're both versions of myself. It's just different intentions. Like I don't ever plan on stopping what I'm doing in web two. And I think that's like what I'm trying to really 
if there's any message that I can personally get across, like there's a lot that's happening for me in web two that I've waited a long time to happen. Like getting asked to go on tours and crossing, you know, 5 million streams on Apple music, like last week or something like those things are stuff I have waited forever to happen. <laughs> Thank you. And it's like, I'm finally really kind of meeting. I mean, I've been putting out music for, I don't know, eight or nine years now, like those things, those opportunities are coming in that window. And so web three, it is like, it's another path. It's another path that goes with this other thing that I'm already mm-hmm. doing. There's no, mm-hmm. um, there's not a massive separation in my mind. In fact, I'm like, what I think about when I see the future of like these two worlds is like, I picture being on a tour and that there's like 30% of my ticket or my audience rather won't say ticket sales because the collectors will probably get it for free. <laughs> 30% of my audience, I think, would be people from like the Web3 space or like collectors, people who I'm like, those people have my back in a depthful and different way. Mm. That doesn't take away the fans that I have on Web2. Like even I've had like sweet, oh my gosh, these sweet fans in the Netherlands ask me like, can you explain NFTs for me? Like I want I want to support you there, you know? And they, they see me on TikTok and Instagram and I talk to them all the time. They're like great friends of mine at this point. And it's like, I love that. But I also don't want people to feel like I'm just going to like disappear and just be this like metaverse artist or something. Like I, <laughs> I really, really, I know that there is a space where these two worlds um, mm. collide. Mm. In fact, I would venture to say for me, like I've had lately a lot more meetings and opportunities because of web three. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't think that would happen. And so mm-hmm. now um, I'm kind of like looking at myself in like a whole new light and trying not to like make myself smaller about um, my career or make me think that I have an idea of like how it's going to go. I'm just trying mm. to follow what's what's working and where I'm naturally putting effort in, which like that was Web3. Like I love, mm-hmm. love working in Web3 right now. Mm-hmm. It's where I'm naturally, my heart is is there. But I know mm-hmm. this thing and will not ever be cut off. Like, I don't think Web3 is, is here to replace anything that's going on. I just think it's a way mm-hmm. for especially independent artists for me to go, wow, there is, there is another way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's been really exciting to me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's just directly mm-hmm. lining up with my intentions as an, as an independent artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Sounds like you, you've been able to take sort of an additive approach to it that web three is 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 you're incorporating it into what you do as opposed to you've left web two for web three or something like that no no i i don't think um yeah i i don't know where there's like i feel like actually i was just talking about this this morning with a friend but there is like this weird like stigma or something about web three that like like the music isn't as good or the people are like, I don't know where that shit is coming from, but I'm like, first of all, the artists that I have found in web three have inspired me like tenfold compared to what I find on like social media. Like I just, right. cause it's, it's different and it's unique and it's like, it's stuff that is like, yeah, I'm so inspired by the artists in web three. And I hope that in the future we look at them as we will, we will look at them as, equally valuable whether you have a hundred collectors who fund your record or you have like a brand new record deal like 
neither is more important than the other in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I'm very much like working towards a career where I am um, like a little more independent and like self self-sustaining. Like I think it'd have to be like a pretty damn good deal to come along for me to like really think about it just because um, I just think there's finally like other ways. And so I think um, you just have to be like educated on what you're signing away and what you're, what you're deciding to do in that field. But um, yeah, they blend. I like, I literally just changed my Instagram bio to be like web two and web three focused artists, like period. I'm not afraid of talking about web three. I think there's a place where like all of these artists will run to web three. And I can't wait for that to happen. Like, I think there's a space for everybody. Like I am any artist friend of mine who is like independent and like grinding. I'm like, let me show you something. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Let me tell mm -hmm. you about this space because you're going to like it. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot going on. There's so many tools. It's experimental. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really happy to be blending the two of them now. I think in the beginning, I was not sure if that was going to be the case. But now I think it's just so it's necessary, so necessary Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. have not only like another um, community and space where you feel valued but also as far as a source of income, like just straight up. I mean, it takes me months and months to get paid from like yeah. music and web two and streaming yeah. and like to, ha- to have a song be collected and then be like, Oh, that that's already in there. Okay. Yeah. Like, dope. That's so cool. We are so not used to that. We're used to being yeah. like undervalued and I'm trying to shake off that trauma as much as I can and stop mm-hmm. overthinking. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff I'm trying to like um, to shake off, which yeah. is hard. That's maybe the hard part about blending them. But. Yeah, definitely. But hope hopefully we don't have to shake it off alone. We right. Can shake it off with our friends. Yes, we can. It. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, I wanna I wanna shift a little bit because I think maybe this gets into the um, even more reflection territory as far as and maybe maybe the first part of this question is do you even think there are pitfalls but if there are what are they and how does one avoid them or are they important to make uh, as far as mistakes pitfalls areas that can get you know just just not a good place to go as far as web3 particularly cuz it's such it's such fertile ground right now and so it's very kind of Sometimes it's wishy-washier in certain places than others. Of course, there's the pitfall of like someone hacking into a wallet or, you know, like a DM to be careful of. And so if you want to talk about that, feel free. But other other things as well, maybe as it relates to being a musician with, within an artist within Web3. Oof. Yeah. There, I think it's kind of, it's just like anything else. I liked what you said about like the necessary pitfall, because I think, mm-hmm there's like a lot of shit that people could have told me was going to happen in web two about like touring and not making money or putting out a song and it getting less than a thousand streams and that feeling terrible, but I still would have done it because I have to go through those things to know what it feels like. And so I think, I think with web three, there are certainly like, I mean, the wallet example is perfect. Like there is education to be had about setting up a wallet a ledger, the safety behind it. Like those things to me are really, really important. Like how the safety within like the funding and like that world, 
yes, I would want to stop anybody from making any, any one of those mistakes. But I think as far as the creative process goes, I don't think so. I mean, right now it is like a little small of a community. And so I think that can be hard. Um, you know, I understand the feelings of like, not like knowing the people who like seem to be like the top collectors and all those things. Like I certainly don't want to be recreating the fact that there are not many women in the space. And I think that's growing, but Mm -hmm. that's something I'm really like aware and passionate of. Like I'm trying, like, especially female artists here in Nashville, like I am really trying to get as many females on board as I can because I I don't I don't want this to be a recreation of what's already going on in the industry and so I think mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that that will not be a pitfall but I understand right now how somebody could look at it and it could be you know there's a lot of mm-hmm. times I hop into Twitter spaces and it's you know dude 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 and I love that because I I love like I think it's awesome because like I I don't mean to like put put down any like man in that way I just think if we could all be aware of the reality of it we could recreate this space and have it be like 10 times better than where the problems already are Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that that will change as we grow Um, but yeah it everything else besides that is I think necessary failure Mm. I think that's just from my own personal experience though, because I think that's the only way that I learn is by like not, not doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm really envious of people who don't have to do that. (laughs) Like who just like get it right. And you're like, man, that would be cool once or twice. No. um, I think, (laughs) I think, I think it's necessary. I really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're all learning as we go too. And I think people are really honest about that in the space, which is cool. Like we're all very like, okay, we're experimenting even with song camp, you know, like that's, it's kind of like the joke at this point of like meeting web three and experimenting at the edges of web three music. But it's, it's it's true. We all have like a disclaimer of like, we do not totally know what we're doing. The space is brand new. We're brand new to it, but do you want to learn with us? And I think that posture is helpful. Like imagine if like, imagine if labels talked like that. Hey, Uh we don't know. We don't know if we could make you a star, but if you want to partner and try, we will try with you. Right. I'd be like, okay. But yeah, instead right. it's like, here's what exactly what will happen. And this is what we can do together. And this amount of money because that, and you're just like, uh, I hope this works. Yeah. Right. Like scarier. To wow. Me. Yeah. That's a really yeah. cool framing. The way you just frame that. If a label, if labels were, <laughs> We're honest in that way. I mean, there's there's a to get back to your earliest sort of sharing about authenticity. That would be a breath of fresh air to see a label that said that. Look, we don't know what's going on in the industry, but we're going to do our best to figure it out. And we love to work with you because you have great music. That'd be great. (laughs) That would be great. I like to think that there are people in the industry that are that way. I Mm -hmm. really do. But the more that I like. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. That's a whole mm. other mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but yeah, it's that's a hard one. It's just Web two is like for for like the masses. You know what I mean? This is how this. I feel like I've been saying this 
a lot. It's like one is like creating an audience and one is like yelling at an audience. Like I feel like that's what I'm doing when I'm on TikTok. I'm like, please, anybody, if you care about me, if you're out there. Mm-hmm. But I think web three is more like you can like whisper and a bunch of people will hear you. And that's like, wow. it's really nice to have that too. I think that's where you really need both because I want to be an artist mm-hmm. that tours. I want to be an artist that can reach people to speak about mental health and hear songs. You know, it's not necessarily like, my goal to never get out there or to like be in my basement making music. And if that's some people's goal, I love it. But for me, I really, that human connection is really necessary, like a live Mm -hmm. show. And so I think that's where like marrying the two worlds to me is so exciting. So exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. That, that gives me pause. It, you know, it gives me the chance to think about my own career and, and yeah. the way to experience music and and have other people experience our music, yeah, because right. I, I definitely thrive from that in person connection and experience as well. Totally. I mean, I, I've always said like, as soon as you put out a song, it's like it's no longer yours. You know, it's not mm-hmm. this like thing that you hold. It's like here, have it. Yeah. I gave yeah. it to you if you need it. Like that's yeah. And I I want to always reach reach that I want to reach those people that need it but I'm careful not to say I want to reach like as many people as I can because Mm. I don't like that's just not um I don't know for me I need I need a ceiling I need a a goal yeah Yeah. you know like the next thing that happens I don't want to like expect this like grandeur career to happen I'm actually like really really envious of people who can dream that big and be like I'm gonna do it I'm going to sell out this arena. I'm going to do that. I'm like, I love that for you. For me, I'm like, I would like theaters or like collaborating this way or like writing a kid's book. Like I go a little more like sideways, I think, than I do like all the way forward or something. Um, Anyway, major tangent. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Speaking (laughs) of sideways. No, I really resonate with that. I I, I, I love what you said about um, like your so many people might think of social media as being used to reach as many people as possible. And while I'm sure reaching a lot of people would probably be a great thing at the same time, what you're aiming to do is reach the person that needs to hear the song and needs to connect the right people. There you go. The Mm -hmm. right people. I think that's, Mm -hmm. what's like so tough to me right now about social media is like, yeah, you can yell all you want, but I, I want to just speak to the people who want to hear what I have to say. I don't want to yell at like strangers. Like maybe you don't need Mm -hmm. my music. There are so many incredible artists in the world that like, it's crazy to think that we could break through all that noise all the time. I think it's just really important to find your group and your people to know that you're playing a show and looking out to an audience of people who you'd hang out with. Who you already love, who are already like you. Like, that's all that I'm trying to do. It's not, you can't jump all those floors, you know, you got to like find them first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like I've been able to like pick out little, as throughout our conversation, pick out little points where, oh, that would be a great piece of advice. That'd be a great piece of advice. Like that's, you know, all of these things are uh, kind of end up in the form of somebody listening feels a sense of hopefully inspiration and sort of advise, advisorship, advisement on on oh, how to do this stuff. Good. Yeah, but I, I would love to um, maybe ask you more obviously, intentionally, if if there is some advice that comes to mind for you that's kind of, 
that whether it's you have it for you want to frame it as advice you have for yourself when you joined like song camp like at that time or or for somebody that is teetering on the edge and is like all right let's let's figure this shit out let's see what web3 is all about like for that person um is there any advice that comes to mind for you gosh there's like there's a few things i would definitely say to never fear the idea of it like not working out i think that's something that i've I've had, and this isn't to like, you know, boost myself or talk about me in this way, but I've had people, especially, it always happens when you're like at your low moments, be like, how did you get here? And for me, I'm like, I just like, haven't stopped. That's like, that's it. I just haven't stopped like wondering that curiosity and the doing the things that scare you. Yeah, that, yeah. Do the things that scare you. There's no part of this process that where I've been like, I could do that. It's like, I think I could, and it would be kind of shitty to not try. So I should try it, you know? But it's like, I'm somebody who massively struggles with confidence. It's something I'm like, almost every day I'm working at. Um, So it's not about that. It's not about knowing that you can, or like convincing yourself that you can. It's like, maybe thinking that you can't, but still doing it anyway. That's like my biggest advice that I'm really trying to like, trying to embrace for myself or just encourage other people to like, to do the same thing because it, it works out. It's been working out for me. And I like intend to keep living my life that way. Um, and I think in turn, I heard Jimmy Iovine say this once, but it's like, it is the horse race thing where like the horses have like the things where they can't see their neighbor horse. <laughs> And that is, that's a big piece of it too, because I think there was a time where I can look back where I was like, what are they doing? What are they doing? But what, what about this? And that was the time where I started like being really unhappy and like losing what it is that I was good at. And so I, I tried to blinders and then not be afraid of like totally running into a wall because I have so many times, there's been so many times where I thought um, something was going to be different. There's not many times that I've thought about stopping, to be honest, maybe once. And maybe it was just during the pandemic. There was like mm-hmm. a, a low time. Right. There was yeah, a low yeah. time. But then I found Song Camp and it went back yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. I, I really love what you said about like that curiosity. It almost sounds like a sense of wonder where like let the question of confidence even go. Like it's not even about that really. It's more like you, you're kind of just going to do it to see what happens. And, and sure enough, what, what happens is either, you know, everything goes exactly right or everything doesn't go right and you learn a lot and it, and it's like really valuable regardless. Totally. Mm. And then you're kind of in the same spot either way. Mm -hmm. So you might as well. (laughs) What? Okay. So it doesn't go well. All right. Then you're still at the place that you did before you even thought about trying it. And that's fine. Like, and it'll be the next thing. And then eventually the thing will click. And you'll start to like really see your career and your dreams as like very attainable goals. And I think that really mm-hmm. does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you have, I, I yeah, you really got to keep that open mind and like mm. curiosity. That's such mm-hmm. a good word. Curiosity. And like not thinking that you like know everything because like nobody does mm. and you have to just try. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Don't mean so, that. Even if you want to say that they don't know. Again, back to that label thing. Yeah, if we yeah. all spoke exactly the truth, it's like we would all be in the like, let's give it a shot thing. Yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. like Which I guess I that's a bit like. of the culture of Web3. Is let's just yeah, give it a shot. It is. It is. It is for the people that like aren't really like fearful of the outcome. That's so true. Yeah. Well, the this goes maybe beyond the scope of Web3 and Web2, and maybe even beyond the scope of music, depending on how you might want to answer this. But is there any piece of, of wisdom that you've received or that you have come across, you know, realized yourself through your own, your own experiences that you would give, I guess, is advice, but is also, it doesn't have to be advice. It could be something that you carry with you that that is sort of a, a light to you or, or a guide in, in one sense or another that you would be willing to share? Hmm. Wow. I, this is such a good question. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of something that's not like repetitive. Um, I really stand by the like finding like what makes you different, the authenticity thing. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a huge piece of success. Um, which if any artist is listening that hasn't read the steal like an artist book. I think it's really important because it talks about that, like copy versus um, inspired by line. And I think it's really important to like, to walk that very finely. Um, I, wow. I don't, I know that there's some, you know what I would say to know that there will be good days and bad days no matter what point of your life and career that you're at. Like, I think the more, the longer that I'm in the industry and the longer that I'm alive, <laughs> I realize that like nothing changes that, that there will be really low lows and really high highs and to not let those moments decide who you are, how you feel all the time. Like really leaning into each to each side and like knowing that it's not like forever. Like if you have a good day, have the good day. And if you mm -hmm. have a bad day, have it. Like there's mm -hmm. no there's no right or wrong in that way. And like I think um waking up the next day and coming back to the middle and like getting back back in your race and back in your track and like that's been a, a huge thing for me to understand. I used to like really let moments let me get up there and let low moments really mm. let me down here. And I'm trying to be like, I will do this no matter what the, the hurt or praise looks like. Mm. And I think mm. that's how I try to live this career, you know, and wow. not let it. I remember this is a funny story once that I'll like kind of wrap with here, but yeah. one time, I was really, really young. I think I was about six years old and my dad took me to New York City. I was auditioning for The Lion King on Broadway. And I had done a lot of um, a lot of auditions up until this point. And um, I got really good at like going in, doing the thing for the producers and like coming out and being like, I was quite like a professional child, my parents told me. Whereas like, I definitely had like, my, my mom was like definitely a momager. I'm sure she like prepared me for a lot of my 
little auditions in Boston and such. But anyway, we were in New York City and it was really long audition days. And there was, I mean, hundreds of kids. I was auditioning for Nala, the young um, lion cub, of course. And I Just Can't Wait to Be King was like the big song I got to sing. And anyway, I keep, I, I was making it through all of these rounds all day and we would stay another day and stay another, another night at the hotel. And I kept staying and my dad was like, damn, I really didn't expect you to like make it this far, to be honest. Like this was kind of like, let's just see what happens. And I got down to the bottom four um, lion cub choices. And we were in front of like all the big executives. And like, I just remember my dad being like, you never like appeared to be very emotional about it. Like there were other kids like in the hallway doing their warmups and like, just really like energized and like nervous. And I was always kind of like, okay, like it's going to work or it's not, you know? And then he's like, you went in, you were so professional. They let go of you after you like sang a song. It was you and four other girls. And they were like, okay, here are the three moving forward. And I was like the only one that was left behind. And he was like, you shook all the hands. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to me sing. And he's like, you walked out of the building. We got out to Times Square and you just started bawling your eyes out. (laughs) And he was like, you kept it so professional and then you let it go. And he's like, we had dinner and ice cream and we went home the next day and it wasn't a big deal. And it's like, those things made me like, I'm so close to it. Like those moments kept me going. I think it would have been such a shame if something like that, like kept me, why am I getting emotional? <laughs> like kept me from thinking that I could do it because that's not the case. It's like, those things are all like meant to push you and be like, okay, no, I really do want to do this. It's like, I just have to try again. And it's like, those moments will always come no matter what you're going to like, you're going to fail at it. And then it's like, if you love it enough, you'll forget about it the next day. And it won't, it'll just be a piece of your story. It won't be like, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. So, and you'll be I'm sharing so lame. It. No, not at all. Oh, I was just going to say, and then you'll be sharing it on a podcast with a friend of yours so many years from now, 20 plus years from now, and it'll be benefiting somebody to be able to hear what that means to you, including me. Oh, wow. What an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course, the memories. Wow. So long ago. It's crazy. But no, I mean, yeah, I've, I've always like, yeah. I also have just have great parents mm. well, <laughs> who would do all that lucky. with me. And yeah, yeah, it really is. I think the older I get, the more I'm like, I'm really lucky that they let me yeah. do all this crazy shit. I said, I wanted to try doing, and they were like, okay, yeah. you don't want to go to college. Okay. You don't want to, you know, it's nice. That's it's amazing. really nice to be supported. I think everybody yeah. deserves that, especially when you're chasing a dream. It's like, have, have your community and your people that keep you mm-hmm. on your track, mm-hmm. keep you mm-hmm. not giving up. I mean, mm-hmm really important to keep those people around you yeah absolutely absolutely wow well so is there anything you want to mention as far as what you have going on in terms of music that you want people to check out or or look forward to oh yeah i mean so many web3 releases like i yes i have a lot in my mind about web3 and how to build it into next year a lot of things that are really exciting me and as far as like um IRL life I definitely have some tours in the new mm. year um some shows I can't wait to like get back out and play awesome. um I'm gonna go back to the Netherlands again next year and open for a friend of mine which is incredible and something I'm really excited about doing yeah I'm so fortunate mm. again it's just that it's just that community man like to have friends who are like come back come open like I yeah I feel I feel really lucky to have just good people in my life. Um, but just more music, 
more figuring out um, what else I can be trying. <laughs> That's Hell yeah. it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation. We really went like everywhere. We really great. did. We yeah. took a lot of turns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing everything that Tripoli does too. And um, yeah, I think this is really cool. You guys are talking to artists and bridging that gap, like just talking about Web 2 and Web 3 and how they can fit um, is really important to me personally. So I'm, oh. I'm appreciative of the time. Oh, so glad. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Yay, thanks. Hey there. All right. You made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, for your time, for your attention. We hope you really enjoyed it. And, you know, if you're interested at all in getting involved with Tribly in any way, especially if you're an artist interested in learning more about what it's like to release a collection in partnership with Tribly or what it's like to utilize this technology, reach out to us. You can reach out to us anywhere. You can hop in our Discord. You can find us on our socials and shoot us a message. All right. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Peace.